time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos. With great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. And we take this opportunity to wish a Mazel Tov to Rabbi Yudin and the entire family on the Bar Mitzvah of Yisrael Rothwax. That is a grandson to the Yudins. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Chayi Sora. Parshas Chayi Sora with its 105 psukim conveniently can be broken down into three sections. The first 20 psukim deal with the acquisition of a burial place for Sora. Even though God told Avraham on more than one occasion, this land is your land. Now that the time came to bury Sarah, not only does he have to pay to acquire her grave, but he pays an exorbitant amount of money. And indeed, our rabbis point to this. Some actually say this is the tenth test that Avraham experienced, not complaining when he had to pay for his own land. And in addition, the idea is that we learn from here, so very important, the concept of Kever Yisrael, namely, that a Jew is to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. After all, the local people are offering Avraham b'mevchar kvarenu. You can have the choicest plot available in our cemetery. And Avraham teaches us that unlike those that might have thought, what's the difference where you're buried after you die? Being buried in the ground is being buried in the ground. No. The Torah teaches us through these 20 verses with Avraham and his negotiation with Ephron and B'nai Ches, the importance of Kever Yisrael, a Jew being buried in a Jewish cemetery. Parenthetically, it's important to reiterate that burial, in accordance with Jewish law, means burial in the ground and not above ground burial. The next 67 psukim deal with the acquisition of a wife for Yitzchak. And finally, the last 18 verses deal with the passing of Avram and his being buried by Yitzchak and Ishmael. I'd like to focus on an interesting aspect of the middle section, the acquisition of a bride for Yitzchak. Now, Rashi, on verse 42 in chapter 24, cites a very significant teaching of Rabbi Acha. Rabbi Acha tuat, Yofeh, Sichas and Shel Avdeyavos, Lifnei Hamokom, 
Mitorasan shel banim, meaning that the conversation and the talk of the servant of the Avos Eliezer, the servant of Avraham, is more pleasing before Hashem than the Torah of their descendants. Proof? Sharei Parsha shel Eliezer, the story of Eliezer's acquisition of a wife for Yitzchak, Kefula Torah, is written twice in the Torah. First when it happens, and then it's repeated a second time when Eliezer gives it over to her family. The Harbei Gufei Torah, while many essential laws of the Torah, Lunitnu Elaber Miza, are given only by illusion. I'll give you a few examples. Please God, tonight we are all going to recite Kiddush over a cup of wine. If one doesn't drink wine, you could make Kiddush over Chala. Now watch. What's the source of making Kiddush tonight? The fourth commandment, which reads... Zohar es yom ha-Shabbos Translated, it means remember the Shabbos to sanctify it. Now, wait a minute. What does the word Zohar mean? To remember? So what should happen tonight? We should all come to the table and a concept which is not a Jewish concept, we should say, everybody please, a moment of silence, and please, everybody, remember Shabbos. Think about Shabbos. Remember Shabbos. That's not what we do. We articulate. We recite a bracha. How do you know that that is what the word Zachor means? The word Zachor, from Zikoron, memory, is to remember. The answer, my friends, is a Gzeira Shava, a common phraseology. In the fifth book of the Torah, the Torah says, Zohar, remember that which Amalek did to you. Now there too you could say that the remembrance is in the mind. Comes along the last two words of that paragraph, and it says, Lo tishkach, don't forget. So the Torah doesn't have to write, remember and don't forget. So the rabbis therefore say that the last two words, Lo tishkach, refers to balev, within your heart and mind, and Zohar is bapeh, literally you have to enunciate and verbalize that which Amalek did to us. Ah, just as the word Zohar regarding Amalek means to articulate, similarly, Zohar in the fourth commandment teaches us that we are to articulate tonight and recite Kiddush. Amazing! This biblical mitzvah is not explicit. We learn it out from a commonality of words. Gentlemen, how do you know that tefillin is to be worn on your weaker hand? No question. You look at the last verse in Parshas Bo, and the Torah says that tefillin are to be placed al yodcha. Ask any yeshiva child, seven, eight years old, how do you spell the word yodcha? And they'll tell you, yud, dalid, final chaf. In reality, the Torah spells it not with three letters, but with four letters, yud, dalid, chaf, hey. 
the, the Gemara in Menachos therefore says we learn from this unusual spelling that indeed the four letters can be broken up into Yad, your hand, Keha, weaker. Amazing! Such an important principle is learned from a extra letter, namely Chaf Hey, as opposed to final Chaf. I can give many more examples. One more. It wasn't that long ago that we celebrated the Yonto of Sukkos. Yes, I recommend four walls for the Sukkah, more warmth, privacy, etc. How does one know that if you only have three walls, that is satisfactory? And the answer, my friends, is, listen carefully, the Torah spells the word basukos the first time completely chaser, without any vavs whatsoever. So as the word itself is chaser, lacking, so too the sukkah itself can be lacking. So what do we find? Many laws in the Torah are written so compact, concise, precise, and, oh my goodness, when it comes to the story of Eliezer by the well, and can I please have some water, and she'll say yes, and I'll give your camels, it's not only written once, it's written twice. What's going on here? Rav Shach Zechrono Levracha gives a beautiful understanding. He says the key word is Sichosan, which means the conversation, which means that the Torah is teaching us. There's a fundamental difference between how you teach law, L-A-W, and how you teach Hashkafa, which is the beliefs that the Jew is to have, namely belief in God, belief in Hashkocha Pratis, divine providence, that he plays a role in the happenings in each and every one of our lives. When it comes to halacha, the Gemara in Psachim 3b teaches, Leolam Yeshane Adam Letalmido, a person should always teach his student, Bederech Tzara, in a short, abbreviated way that the child, the student, will remember clearly. Mode Biknas Potter, Mode Bemiktas Chayev Shvua. We teach and give over principles of law in a very concise, precise way. However, when it comes to teaching the philosophy of life, that there's a God in this world, that He is involved in our lives, they are just the opposite. It's sikhasan. There, it is a mitzvah to elaborate. And that's why, again, what do we do on the night of the Pesach Seder? I know the story, and my Seder only has rabbis, in which case one would have thought that in a few moments you can just tell the story, let's get on with the meal. No. What do we say every year at the Pesach Seder? A few kulanu chachamim, kulanim nevonim, kulanim yodim esatora. We know all of the Torah, still mitzvah lesaper. There's a mitzvah to tell the story. V'chol amar belesaper, and whoever tells the story more, right? Hareza meshubach, it is praiseworthy. Why? Because to internalize these values, 
values, one has to elaborate. And thus, we find the following very interesting law in the third book of the Torah. There is a korban called a korban toda, a thanksgiving offering. A thanksgiving offering is a kachim kalim. It could be eaten anywhere in Yerushalayim, part by the Kohen, part by the Bailim, the, the owners. Now listen carefully. Usually kachim kalim, that is sanctity of a lesser nature, these offerings can be eaten for two days. This had to be eaten one day and one evening. And moreover, there were 40 loaves that accompany it. There was no way that someone could have the meat and the 40 loaves in one day by himself. And therefore, explains the Nitziv in his commentary, by definition, the Torah was saying, you come to Yerushalayim, and you stop people, and you say, are you in a state of Tara, purity? Come to me. Come to my party. And you invite many people, strangers, and what do you tell them? I brought a Thanksgiving offering. Why? Ah, and here's your chance to tell the story in detail of God's involvement in your life in a most personal way. And therefore, what is the very powerful lesson that emerges from Parshas Chayisara? Just as we see in the life of Eliezer, that at this moment it was so clear to him, may Hashem Yotzah Hadavar, literally, that this was the hand of God directing that which was taking place in his life, I strongly recommend that tonight around the Shabbos table, go around and say, how did you see Hashem in your life this week? How did you, mom? How did you, dad? How did you, brothers, sisters, guests around the table? What a powerful way of taking the concept of Parshas Chayesara and literally bringing it to life. And again, look at the Vilna Gaon. In his commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, it is so exact in two, three, four words, he has an incredible ability to convey so much information. And in his commentary on Mishlei, wow, there he has pages and pages. Why? Because once again, in the Shulchan Arach, we are dealing with the exactitude of law. And in Mishlei, we are dealing with the concept of Jewish values. And values need to be internalized. And in order to internalize, one has to speak out these concepts in great detail. And therefore, I pray that each and every one of us is going to look at Parshas Chayisara, not just a vestige of the historical past. Yes, this is how Yitzchak gets Rivka for a wife, but no, on a much more personal level, take out the term Ho'eved from the Torah and put in your name instead. And just as, wow, Eved Avram was able to see the hand of God in his life, may we be privileged to see the hand of God in ours. Shabbat Shalom to all.